Welcome to another Take Note podcast, episode 72. My name is Chris Harper. On the Take Note radio program, every weekday on Guam, we discuss a theme or topic from the Word of God between songs. This is our podcast version, which brings you about a 10-minute recap from one of our favorite programs from the previous week, minus the music. Today, we want to ask you to take note of Judges 6, 1 through 24. I wonder what some of today's popular definitions for the word peace might be. How does the world see peace? Well, I came up with a few options. As it regards society, a possible definition may be an end to hostilities, no more armed conflict, no more war. As it regards a life, personally, Another definition might be an ease or a satisfaction with my current circumstances. In considering the environment we live in, we may define peace as a relative calm, no confusion, no commotion, relative quiet. Well, no doubt many desire these kinds of peace, to live in a world at peace, to be at peace with their circumstances, or to have a little peace and quiet. Well, there's nothing necessarily wrong with these definitions or these desires. In fact, they all sound pretty good. Still, something is missing, wouldn't you agree? Today, we'll talk about what's missing from Judges chapter 6. Our theme, the God of Peace. Well, we started by defining peace according to the world standards, and those definitions are fine. But I would argue there's something still missing. I would assert strongly, based on what we observe in the Word of God, that someone rather than something is missing, and that is the God of peace. It should also be mentioned that the worldly definitions of peace merely represent temporary favorable conditions. So when armed conflict resumes, when my satisfaction with circumstances wanes, and when the environment I live in returns to chaos, the world's brand of peace is gone. Lasting peace, eternal peace, peace that is not based upon conditions, events, occurrences, or my current state of affairs, is found in a person, and that is Jehovah Shalom. This is the name of the one true God, the God of the Bible, which appears in Judges chapter 6. And this is where we find a man named Gideon. I want to relate to you the setting into which this God of peace is introduced. Judges 6, 1 through 6. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. That is, the Midianites overpowered Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains, and caves and strongholds. That is, they were hiding and hiding their food in dens and caves. And so it was, verse 3, when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites, and the children of the east, even they came up against them, and they encamped against them, 
and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou came unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. So they destroyed all of their crops and did not even leave them any sheep or cattle or donkeys. Verse 5, For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Well, I don't think there's any way for us to observe these events and come to the conclusion that the children of Israel were in a period of peace. A hostile power, hostile powers, are unjustly attacking and oppressing them. There's no one that doesn't have any food, having their livelihood repeatedly stolen from them, that is satisfied with their lot in life. There's no calm here. There's no rest for the weary. The Midianites and the Amalekites keep coming, and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and there's no respite, and certainly no peace. The passage goes on, Judges 6, 7 through 10. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all that oppressed you, and drave them out from before you, and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Israel, in this not-so-peaceful period for them, is reminded of the faithfulness of God. In another time of no peace, God intervened and altered their situation. And while deliverance is a key part of the story, the deliverer is a much bigger part of the story. In fact, the Lord says, if you had trusted me, obeyed my voice, your circumstances would have been different. But this is about who he is and not just what he has done or what he can do for them. I am the Lord your God. He reminds them, trust and follow me. Well, how then did Gideon react? Judges 6, 11 through 13. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was at Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. Where is the lack of personal peace, if there is any, in this exchange? Is it in the events of Gideon's life? I mean, is Gideon lacking personal peace because his life and the lives of his family and the lives of his countrymen are constantly in danger? Does he lack peace because they're under attack? Or does he lack peace 
because he's failing to recognize the God of peace, because he's failing in his faith toward the deliverer, because he's failing to acknowledge the power of his, of Israel's God. The real question is, would he have peace if he trusted Jehovah Shalom? Let's go on. And the Lord looked upon him in Judges 6, 14, and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Upon whom is the emphasis placed in this promise of changing circumstances? Well, most certainly it is the Lord. Have I not sent thee, God said? Surely I will be with thee, said the Lord. And Gideon says, my family group, it's the weakest in the tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the youngest one in my family. Well, all of this may be true, but the Lord... Judges 6, 17 and 18. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. There's a slight shift now in perspective. Gideon wants, it seems he needs to know. Does this message come to me from the God of my father? Is this the deliverer? Is this the one who has all power? What's more, who is this angel of the Lord? The one bringing this message from God. Well, if you're reading this passage and you're a keen observer, you may have already recognized from the text in verse 14 that the word Lord is in all caps. This is a visual cue in our written scriptures that this is the word Jehovah, the proper name of the one true God. So it says Jehovah looked upon him and said. Furthermore, in verse 16, did you see that if you're reading the passage? Jehovah said unto him, I will be with thee. So the one who stood before him, this pre-incarnate Christ, Jesus the Messiah, would be with him. Judges 6, 19 through 21. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes and an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket and he put broth in a pot and he brought it out unto him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there rose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Can, by any natural process, fire come forth from an ordinary rock? That is apart from God's personal intervention? Certainly not. And this understanding served as a sign to Gideon that the messenger in his presence was very God. 
Judges 6, 22 through 24. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and he called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of the Abizrites. So Gideon declared, Alas, Lord Jehovah. He praised his God, referring to him as Jehovah Shalom, that is, the God of peace. The key question of this lesson is, has anything changed? I mean, have the Midianites and the Amalekites been defeated? Is the food safe? Are the hardships and troubles and constant threats gone? Are the hostilities ended? Is Gideon now living in calm, with no confusion, no commotion, in quiet? Or has he simply realized, understood, acknowledged, believed God? Well, it'll be left up to you to read the remainder of the story, beginning in Judges 6, 25. I can assure you of this. His name, Jehovah Shalom, means something to Gideon, and it means something to us. In days of genuine pain and distress, and even oppression, don't settle for temporary favorable conditions. Look to, rest upon, be satisfied in the one which provides lasting peace, eternal peace, peace that is not based upon conditions or events or occurrences or my current state of affairs. Rest in Jehovah Shalom the God of peace. Well, you've been listening to the Take Note podcast. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org. In every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God.